I'm Jared Waitley. Here's a snapshot of Wednesday, November 8. Bharat Sundarayson saw it firsthand as Glenn Maxwell's miracle in Mumbai transpired. Uh, it is the greatest ODI innings of all time for so many reasons. Uh, for halfway through that match, Jared, or even when Australia were losing those wickets, the fairy tale was about Afghanistan. Uh, not just me, everyone in there in that media center was thinking about how are we going to frame this fairy tale? It would have been a miraculously significant win for Afghanistan. And then Glenn Maxwell happened. And I think even while that Maxwell innings was going on, there were a few phases to it, right? The drop catches, the LBW, and then the first sights of cramps. Uh, and then the, the last 50 minutes or so were 50 minutes that I've never experienced before in cricket. Uh, as a fan, as as someone who played cricket at some level, and as a journalist, commentator, broadcaster, whatever you want to call it, it was just like watching something which uh, you know you would never see again. I mean, at some level, Glenn Maxwell wasn't even playing cricket, was he? He was just somehow managing to stay on his feet and hitting sixes and fours and big sixes. I think it's more miraculous than uh, magnificent to start with. I think the more and more we study his innings and go deeper into it, uh, I think just the genius of him will come through. But for now, it just seems like a miracle. Damien Fleming, in awe of Maxi. Happy Glenn Maxwell year, uh, Jared <laughs> and listeners. Just, um, it was like a, a Marvel superhero movie, wasn't it? Um, our hero come in, um, his team was in danger, four for 39, seven for 91, it's all over. He was dropped, uh, an LB decision um, overturned. Then he starts cramping um, and then he turns into a golfer, basically. He couldn't use his feet. He's just hitting the ball hard. Um, and Ricky Ponting talked about it. You know, it was so crucial, wasn't it, to to qualify, win the game, qualify for the semifinals, maybe brushing over some cracks um, in the Australian batting, uh, particularly with footwork. And, and funny enough, you know, Maxi's lack of footwork, but he, he made sure that he was very still when he was hitting the ball and, I watched the mini this morning as well, like uh, the father and son. And it isn't interesting, in a 200-run partnership, Pat Cummins didn't face a ball in those highlights. <laughs> and you had your say on the ultimate Glenn Maxwell day. Pete's in North Baldwin with me. Hello to you, Pete. Yeah, Jared, uh, no problem blaming public transport disaster this morning for being late, so he's off the hook there. But uh, <laughs> last night, I'm, I'm looking forward to going back and re-watching it because I admittedly was dozing uh, in and out. I did set myself as soon as Maxwell was out, I was going to go to bed. And obviously <laughs> that didn't happen, but uh, I'm glad it was against Afghanistan because they're certainly turning into one of the more formidable opponents in the World Cup and ODIs in particular. But uh, Glenn, well, Glenn Maxwell is one of those kids at school that is just good at everything. I had the fortune of uh, seeing him play golf down at Moona Links with him and Bo Webster and... Uh, they were a group of two that raced up behind us and waited for us to clear a green on a 340-metre par four. He proceeded to hit the ball under the green, two-putt for birdie. <laughs> we let them through. He put the next par three to 10 foot, made another birdie, and away they went. So he's certainly not uh, isolated to, to cricket, but he's just one of those freaky sportsmen that I look forward to telling my son about. Brilliant, Pete. Thank you for that encapsulation. Ross has text through. I was. Uh, it was just simply maxi bizarrely extraordinary. 
Given the game circumstances, semi-final position up for grabs and Maxwell's crabs. It's the most extraordinary innings ever played, certainly in white ball cricket and maybe in any form of cricket. Just unbelievable. Melbourne Cup winning trainer Sam Friedman hasn't yet seen his dad. No, I haven't <laughs> seen him yet. He's, um, I'm here at Pine because I think he's having a... He's working from home this morning, so... Um, he was uh, he was with mum and and some some close family. Look, I think for him, he was a part of all, all the success, obviously with Lee, those five Melbourne Cups. Um, but to have his name on one, he wouldn't say it. But I think it's you know it means a lot to him, and he and he thoroughly deserves it. He puts in a lot of work. He's the reason I'm here today and working alongside him. I feel very privileged, and um, you know he, he'd be very he'd be very proud. And John O'Neill assessed the ride of Joe Marrera on his second place getter, Sulcom. Look, obviously the horse missed the start, not as bad as what it did the week previously. And we sort of were hoping that he'd only missed, missed by a length or two. It's just who he is, the horse. Um, I thought he followed uh, the winner up on the fence pretty well. Um, and all he did was he came back and said, two and a half, three furlongs to go. I had an absolute lap full of horse. I didn't think without a fight was going as well as what we were. Um, Mark was certainly riding along and we were tracking behind. I had to make a call then to get out. I moved out. I went to the outside. Five horses came back in and crunched me. I, I had absolutely nowhere to go. And I'm sure if everybody has a look at the, the overhead, I think the, the overhead gives you the true story. He then waited and thought, well, I'm not going anywhere here. So then he went back in, the gap closed and smashed him again. Mark had gone. He was off and gone. He then went to the outside again, trying to find a gap. He got smashed again and then darted back through and pushed through a gap late and got home. So um, he said, very difficult when you have horses that miss the start, which we all know, and you spoke about this on Monday, Jared. Um, I saved as much ground as I could and I had an absolute lap full of horse. And unfortunately, the gaps just didn't open for me. And that's just a snapshot. The full program and all interviews are available through the Waitley podcast. Subscribe at sen.com.au.